Have you ever wondered how successful architecture, engineering, and construction companies scale their business? Or have you ever wanted guidance on how to get more growth, wealth, and freedom from your AEC company? Well, then you're in luck. Hi, I'm Will Forat. And I'm Justin Nagel, and we're your podcast hosts. We interview successful AEC business leaders to learn how they use people, process, and technology to scale their businesses. So sit back and get ready to learn from the industry's best. This is Building Scale. On today's show, we have Amy Carpenter. She is the owner and CEO of Solterra Solar, a Seattle-based solar energy contractor. She has been in the entrepreneurial lifestyle since 2004. Uh, she leads a team of 25 people that brings solar design and installation to homes, businesses across the state of Washington. Additionally, she founded another solar company in Texas, Austin, Texas, specifically called Good Energy Solar in August of 2020. She serves on the board for Seattle chapter of the Entrepreneur Organization and coaches incarcerated entrepreneurs in training through Defy Ventures. Amy, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Nice to be here. Good to see you. So thanks for being on the show. You know, we find, you know, as we talk to all the people in the construction industry, they've got all kinds of amazing stories. And yours is very, very unique because you didn't start the company, but you transitioned essentially into being an entrepreneur and being an owner of your company. What does transition look like from sales to owner? Yeah. So I was a full-time salesperson and sales manager at Solterra Solar starting in 2011. I'd been in the solar industry for a couple of years prior to that, but really was looking to expand my skill set from being full-time sales to having a little bit more management and influence and uh, spent about six years uh, growing the sales process and sort of the customer experience and the uh, project management side of, of Solterra because I wanted to challenge some of the stereotypes that we find in contracting, which is that contractors frequently will overpromise and underdeliver. They'll do too many jobs at the same time. There will be surprise change orders in the middle of a project. Just all these things that could be really basic customer service elements to be focused on and that just aren't really happening. So spent a lot of time during my tenure as a sales manager, really working on doing solar a little differently, managing great expectations, et cetera. But in 2017, I really started to feel like I'd grown about as much as I was going to in that role. I started to kind of get this itch to do something new and not really someone that likes to coast, <laughs> a bit of a overachiever, I guess, in that aspect. And so I was really reflecting on what things I wanted to have for my next chapter in, in terms of a career. And really, I landed on um, learn how to have influence at a larger scale, challenge myself to develop further professionally, and yeah, continue to make good money. <laughs> Those are like my three things. And so I went to talk to the founder of Solterra about kind of my plans for the next year and, and alluding to needing an exit plan. And that conversation very quickly pivoted into how can we make it worth your while to stay? And I was really skeptical about being a business owner. I really liked being kind of the second in command, flying under the radar a little bit, but still getting that experience of being entrepreneurial where I was focused a lot more on results than how many hours I worked. But yeah, through a series of events and, and talking to a couple of attorney friends who I thought would talk me out of it, who actually were like, why would you not take this opportunity? Um, I ended up accepting the uh, offer to take over the company as a majority owner and become the CEO January 2018. 
so yeah, and the sales background really helped a lot in terms of continuing the revenue we needed as a company, but definitely learned some tough lessons in terms of <laughs> transitioning out of being a salesperson and into a, into a CEO role at the same time. Well, congratulations. Sounds like you built some of that success and uh, looks like uh, the transition, they knew what, what they were seeing and definitely wanted to keep you around. So I'll give you the reins. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. So if you were to go back in time, 20 years or so, what would you tell yourself? Yeah. So <laughs> thinking about that question, because you guys helped me out knowing I would potentially get asked that. So I would have been 16 <laughs> 20 years ago. And actually at that time I was studying abroad in Switzerland. It was a really unique experience. It was one that I, in some ways sort of manifested for myself because my family was like, we can't afford to study abroad. And I ended up staying with a family that we had met in Yellowstone camping the summer prior. And it all kind of worked out into this really cool um, culmination of an experience where I got to challenge a lot of stereotypes while I was there. That's one thing that I'm really motivated by is when someone sort of underestimates me or assumes I'm going to not be able to do something that like ignites something in me. So the stereotype of uh, American study abroad students was that they didn't really learn the language and they wanted to party a lot. And I actually ended up becoming fluent in German and got better grades than a lot of my you know, Swiss classmates in, in all the classes that I took. And so that was really fun to get that feedback from some of the teachers that I worked with. But it started this pathway of being interested in challenging the status quo and being interested in a sense of adventure and putting myself outside of my comfort zone. But I think as a young woman, I was faced with a lot of conditioning of I need to be nice and likable and not rock the boat too much, et cetera. I mean, I think most people, especially women who are listening are probably going to be like, yep, that makes sense. So I spent a lot of my twenties sort of pursuing, and I mentioned this even in my story, like pursuing those second in command type of situations. And I think there was a lot of fear around not being able to do something perfect. I think a lot of women think that they only should raise their hand for a promotion or take on a risk. If they're 100% sure they check all the boxes for that, which is ridiculous because that's not actually ever possible. So I think if I could really give myself some advice as a young woman, it would be to try to ignore some of the, the narratives in my head around fear or being incapable or an imposter in the construction industry, the solar industry, the entrepreneur space. And I think, you know, in hindsight, uh, I've been welcomed <laughs> with open arms for the most case and or in most cases and, uh, and definitely have been able to, I think, set an example in some ways that, you know, this is what it looks like to be a woman business owner. There's not a lot of us in the solar space. There's not a lot of us in construction. And uh, my company has definitely experienced a lot of success, I think in part, just because my approach to business is, you know, a little different than the average uh, person you're going to see <laughs> running a construction company. So getting out of my own way, not letting the fear of failure or of not being good enough or not knowing what I'm doing really um, hold me back. Wow. Amy, that's awesome. That's some really great insight <laughs> uh, for going back in time. You've been awesome. Would you be willing to come back on our show? Uh, we would love to have you if, uh, if you'd come back. I think you'd have yeah. some interesting stories. Oh, that's awesome. Definitely. <laughs> Perfect. Then uh, Amy, we'll bring you back again on the show. Uh, so thank you for your time today. And we'll close out with some of the nuggets that you brought back. Sounds like, you know, I think your message was really impactful. I think to a lot of the women that are out there that are doubting themselves shouldn't, right? And you can be the hammer, right? 
<laughs> exactly. It can be the hammer in a very diplomatic way too, you know, but holding people accountable has been the number one thing I wish I was, had always been comfortable with doing. And, uh, there was a lot of sort of conflicting narratives in my brain around that, but accountability is there and it's, uh, empathetic even. And, you know, there's been just a lot of reframing uh, for myself in terms of what that looks like, but yeah, holding people accountable and making those tough decisions for the success of your company is always proven to be the right decision. It's just sometimes a little scary to do it. Well, thank you for your wisdom. We'll definitely bring you back. So all right, <laughs> look forward to it. From some Sol- Solterra. So thank you so much. All right. Cool. Thank you for joining us today and listening to this episode. If this episode did help you, then be sure to share it with someone else who needs to hear it. If you want to be a guest on the podcast or looking for additional help on your journey to find more wealth, scale, and freedom in your AEC company, visit our AEC resources page at spotmigration.com backslash AEC hyphen resources. resources.